everybody welcome to a new episode of two drunk fans slightly shorter episode today um not a lot happening between the weekends we will talk about one big thing that's probably dominating women's soccer world right now but for now gab what are you drinking i am drinking a margarita so it's two weeks in a row that i'm actually drinking yay (laughs) and it's like a margarita at a bar so it's not like a skimpy little homemade thing that I would probably make for myself. What are you enjoying tonight? I'm having water, but it's funny you should talk margaritas. I, I was talking tequila with some people earlier and trying to get some good recommendations because the last margarita I had was at my quote-unquote local Tex-Mex joint, and I think I told you about it. It was the saddest margarita that I've ever had. It, no, you've never told me about this. Tell me the story. It was awful. I asked for the house margarita, assuming... You know, it's not going to be great. It's not going to be the smoothest thing I ever drank, but... Um, it's not top shelf when you ask her house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's going to be... It's going to taste like a margarita, like tequila, triple sec, lime. It's not going to be bad. It's going to do the job, right? Okay. Okay, so first of all, clearly it hadn't been mixed. Because when I took my first sip, it was pure tequila. And then I tasted on the top, and it tasted like more like lime juice and triple sec. So they clearly had not mixed it. They just poured it in the glass and sent it to me. They layered it. Yeah, they layered Are, were, it. Were you at a frou-frou Portland bar where that's like the thing now? What? What is the point? The... I'm I'm just kidding. I don't know if that's actually a thing, but it sounds like a thing that a Portland bar would do. A deconstructed like, we drink. Layer, we layer the drink for you so that you can mix it to your own comfort. No, deconstructed. They send you out the ingredients separately and then a glass. Oh my God. And then they make you add them together yourself and shake yeah, it. Yeah, that would absolutely be what a Portland bar would do. The bar would be called Mix. And then you would go and like order the drinks and all the ingredients separately would cost more than they would if you'd asked for like just the drink. Right. Because you're getting the experience because they're giving you like a what's what's the there's a bar near my place called Barlow mm-hmm. where they cool they cool the, the barware down with um, liquid nitrogen. That's so unnecessary. Yeah, and then they do the thing that really gets me every single fucking time. Like I fall for this shit every time. Wow. Um, they they do the thing where they put they put the liquid nitrogen in the cup, and they swirl it around, and then they throw it like against the wall, and it just goes poof, and it evaporates, right? Um, and I fall for it every single time. Like I'll go there and get cocktails because I'm a child, and I just am like, whoa, science. Wow. Well, anyway, this bar idea, if you start it up, I want, you know, my cut of the profits. Maybe. Maybe. I I think I think there's there's some likes to that. Um, so was, so, was that the saddest part of your margarita was just that it was like layered or no, was it, there more sad? It was also that the tequila was awful. I don't know if it was just Jose, like cheap Cuervo or whatever. I've had plenty of cheap Cuervo. I, you know, was in college once upon a time, but it just tasted like something that had crawled somewhere to die is cheap cuervo like just cuervo and you just call it cheap cuervo or is there a cheap version of cuervo i think there's like the cuervo that everybody knows is the cheap cuervo and they have like various premium levels of like 
like the gold the gold ones the cheap one right yeah 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 okay so i just read an article about how george clooney is making a billion dollars off of his tequila brand that's the article that started our margarita conversation really oh my god like i was like george clooney you are so fucking cool george you know what you should do and i think your wife would approve you should invest in the national women's soccer league because you're making nearly a billion dollars i think the initial payment was 700 million or something with 300 million more to come yeah or like it was anyway yeah no you're right and and i'm just saying that i make a little bit of money and i am a consumer of things and when companies sponsor and invest in things that i like I also support the sponsors and the company. So George Clooney or friends of George Clooney who listen to our podcast. Yes, his wife. Give Lamar. him yeah. give him the what's up. I'm sure I'm sure his wife listens. She's in between her busy careers like a lawyer dealing and, with the United Nations. And the twins. Yeah, and the twins. God, did you see did you see their like news press release of the twins? No, I only heard about Beyonce's twins. So they did a press release where it was basically like, what's her name? His wife's name. Amal Clooney? Amal. So Amal and the twins are, no, uh, what what was it? Amal gave birth to twins. Everyone's fine, resting well, and George has been sedated and should be up in a few days. Or something, something awesome like that where I was just like, oh my God. This it's is, like we like, all know this who, family is amazing. We all know who the strongest person in that relationship is. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, Mrs. It's Clooney, so much fun. Um, I think you would be cool if you know, in between your your human rights work and your children and your um random husband, you maybe found time to look at women's stock. And you know, I don't know, just, just a thought. I'm just saying they have a brand that's not movies. Yeah. But the, and... the thing that fucked me up, though, about the announcement, though, is that he didn't mean to start a business, apparently. He was just trying to find a tequila that he liked with his other Hollywood buddies who all rent houses together in, like, Cabo San Lucas. And so they found a distillery and, like, experimented in shit and wanted to make a tequila that they could, like, drink all day and not be hungover on the next day. And then the distiller was like, hey, we're making so much, you probably need, like, some kind of license for this. And he's like, I guess I'll make a company out of it. And now, it's like, rich people accidentally even get richer from just their hobbies. George Clooney accidentally made a billion dollars. Like, I'm so angry at capitalism. Well, I mean, yes, but also, I'm happy that it's George Clooney. I guess if it had it to be, be very any... well, it could be James Franco or Seth Rogen. Yeah, if it had to be any like white American actor who has enough money already, at least it was him. Exactly. I mean, for all we know, he's like starting up. He's also started up all these orphanages in third world countries. You know what? As long as the local distillery got their fair cut, I guess it's fine. You know. Exactly. Like I don't think he's gonna screw anybody over. Hopefully. I don't know. It never meet your heroes. Invest right? local. Now that we've talked about tequila and the ups and downs of it, I guess. Uh, if you want to talk about we soccer, we haven't really talked about the downs. The downs. The downs are when you how wake did, up how the did, next day. How did you feel after you drank your shit? I couldn't. I couldn't finish it. I couldn't finish it. Even though I Why? paid money for it, I was like, it's so terrible. I can't finish it. Oh my god, that speaks volumes. You have to name and blame. You have to name and shame this this text box. Like, I forced myself to drink about two-thirds of it, because I was like, 
I'm not throwing money down the drain. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, whether I drink it or not, I have to pay for it. So, so let's talk about soccer. <laughs> let's. So, NWSL this weekend was bonkers, which I feel is like what we have to say every fucking weekend. I know. Um, your computer's not working, so we don't have <clears throat> our score predictions from last weekend, but I feel like we got them all wrong. Yeah, I feel like we scored zero points together. Like, we should have developed a way to do negative points. Um, I think you and I probably got some points by guessing the Pride would beat Houston, but we did not guess that that would be a six-goal game. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Um, I think if I guessed any as a six-goal game, it probably was going to be the uh, Kansas City-Seattle, which was pretty close. But there were a lot of, like, high-scoring games. Um, three, yeah. three of the games were four points or four goals. Yeah. Um, one was six, and then two – wait, no. And then one was just a two-point goal, uh, two-point game. Yeah, it was five games in one day, which let me tell you is hectic when you have to watch all five games. I mean, I've made up the time since. I was at a wedding in Salt Lake City, so I watched zero games in real time, but I've made it up. And it's much more relaxing to be able to watch games at your own pace. That's true. And they, they've all been up pretty quickly after the games are over. It's not like that first weekend when I feel like we were waiting two and three days for the games to be up. So that was nice. I, I feel like somebody kicked Go90 in the pants. Um, sort of. Sort of. Um, and and said, hey, this fan base is nutso. Well, sort of, because the first Go90 game of the weekend, North Carolina Courage versus Boston Breakers, started off with a technical snafu. And this is right after the league sent out an email, uh, which... Great job, guys. They sent it out right before kickoff of Chicago versus Washington, where they were like, so we know we've been letting Americans watch games on the site for the past couple weekends because we've been fucking up technically so badly. But this weekend, we're going back to the old way where Americans have to use Go90 and international viewers can use the website. And they, they sent that out right before. It was literally as Chicago, Washington was kicking off, like people got emails that were like, sorry, we're going back to the old way. We think we fixed things. League. Yeah. I think somebody forgot to set an alarm on when to send that out. Anyway. Uh, yeah. It started off with a technical snafu. We couldn't watch. We missed the goal because the breakers coughed up another early goal. We don't need to go into detail on that. The point is, Go90 fucked up again. So everybody was like, well, go back to the old way where you haul out your VPN and pretend you're in another country to watch the game on the site. Not great, Bob. No, not, not, not a great solution there. No. Eventually, Go90 started working for the other games. But the moment you turn the system back on and it's not working, it's like so many people were like, you've lost me as a viewer for good. I hope not. I mean, I hope not. I hope it was just frustration in the moment speaking. But Oh, totally. I mean, we all say a lot of things that we don't mean in the moment. But we're <laughs> frustrated, especially when your team has lost. Big at home and players are running through your end of the field. Oh, we all boy. we all say a lot of things that we don't mean. Oh boy, do you want just to talk like, about that just, at all? Just just like we don't mean it when we say "Go 90, I'm done with you forever." Mm-hmm. Rewinding a little bit, Chicago one, Washington one. We did not predict that score. Uh, no, I, I mean, so 
good good on both those spots. Um, uh, Washington, it feels like they're turning it around. I mean, not to dog on Boston, but Boston is a team who started off the season really well, and they've they've continued to to show really well, especially compared to last season. But Washington is caught up in terms of just record. Yes, they're both two five two now. I mean, they Washington is 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 kind of was it too late for Washington to turn it around? No, no, no. There's plenty of games left, plenty of points on the board. I think there's forty five points left on the board. We're like not even halfway through the season. No, I no, think no. this next week is halfway. This next week is week ten, and every team has. 24 games so we're not halfway yet well yeah but some teams are playing two games per week Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Washington went ahead first as well on that Franny Ordega goal Ordega has been looking good not for full 90s I would say she she's good in like spurts during games but good enough to get that goal on Chicago and then Chicago has to play catch-up they only got the tying goal because of a penalty kick I mean Washington could have, and I think should have, come away with three points from that game when you and I were both saying Chicago's going to beat Washington like two or three to nothing. I, I think that was what we scored. I, I don't know. Um, we could have, one of us could have been right. I don't know. <laughs> one of us could have been right. I don't know. That's the motto of this show. One of us could I know, have right? been right. We probably weren't, but one of us could have been. One of us could have been because my stupid computer is being dumb right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the next game, North Carolina Courage 3, Boston Breakers 1, Boston went down by two goals in like the first eight minutes or something. And Boston's gone down by two goals in like the first 15 minutes for the past three games. So I talked to Matt Beard yesterday about it and he's like, it, you know, sorry, you know, it there were a lot of individual mistakes there. We're trying to tighten it up back there. We'll see. North Carolina's playing Boston again this weekend and they're going to get Lynn Williams back like they beat us 3-1 to one without Lynn Williams and Jess McDonald. Of course, Boston also didn't have Rose Lavelle and Alicia Chapman. True. But um, they're not getting them back this week, are they? No. Chapman, very unlikely. Lavelle's still out. Rosie White will also be out on yellow card accumulation. Abby Smith is out with a knee thing. Wait, Rosie White is out on yellow cards? She got her fifth one in that game. Is she the first of the season? Yep. Oh, that's a record. That's That's an award you can hang your hat on <laughs> five yellow cards in nine games yeah that's totally an award you can hang your hat on we that should... needs to be part of your end of the year or whatever we probably should yellow card sponge <clears throat> yeah just hand her a sopping wet sponge with like soaked with alcohol i was gonna say gatorade because that's like super sticky oh no like soaked with the vodka or something yeah whatever kiwis like just... to drink i also appreciate the matt beard apologized to you Right on Twitter after the game, he's like, "This is my fault. I'm sorry." I was like, "That's that's decent." I think he's protecting his squad to some extent because he knows three losses in a row. They haven't won in five games either. At least we're all a little paranoid, right? Um, sure. I mean, you guys are from Boston. I think you know how this goes. I think he's trying to head off a little of that criticism early, and if they do well in this next game, then I think it'll have worked. If not. You know this. This next game is huge, though. They're playing North Carolina fully loaded. That's true, with a ton of injuries. So yeah, like you can't. This next game can't be the make or break for the season. No, you're absolutely right. He did make a point too. 
Boston in the first 10 weeks, 50% of their games have been against Portland and North Carolina. So that's the Shield winner and the current league champion. Dude, we just lost 3-1 to one against Sky Blue. You want to talk about that? No, not right this second. Let All me right. finish my margarita. All right, so we'll go to FC Kansas City, Seattle Rain, 2-2. This was a back-and-forth game. It was. It was really, I, I thought it was fun to watch. Um, I won't say it was the most exciting game, although maybe it was. I just liked all of the uh, heroics that FCKC had. I think it was maybe most exciting in the sense of, like, if if you were a true neutral like me between FCKC and Seattle, sorry, FCKC friends, in that, yes, Houston-Orlando had more goals, but KC-Seattle's outcome was more uncertain, and so that, oh, totally. that had way more tension to it narratively. I love that game. Um, that's that's the one that I'll probably rewatch from this past weekend. It was it was a, fun, a lot of fun just to kind of watch them go at it. I really liked that uh, goal that Averbush assisted on. When I went back and watched the highlights, I like rewound and watched that goal several times because I was like, is she really crossing the ball there? Like, is or is she taking a, a shot cross, or was, it was she a, actually it was a aiming Shross? Yeah. Tross. Or is yeah. she actually aiming for her teammate's head? I don't know. But I, I feel like those are the types of things that we just don't get to know. That's true. That's true. It, it gets to be whatever narrative you want it to be in your head. Whatever your heart is telling you. What In your heart of hearts, what do you think it was? I think it depends on, on your, if you're an FCKC or Seattle fan. No, in your heart in of In my hearts, heart of hearts. What do you think it was? I don't have a heart. Do not make me bust out my examples. Okay. Knowing y'all Averbush and that team, I think it was intentional. An intentional I assist. I do too. I don't think it was a Shross. I think she saw her player far post and was like, it's very crowded. I need to laser it in there. I think she is fully capable of kicking a soccer ball into a garbage can a hundred yards away. Ergo, I think she's fully capable of seeing her player there and having a cross like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I choose to believe. I want to believe. Okay, Fox. Is that is that a, a tagline for a show? The X-Files, man. I don't I've never seen the X-Files. What? We are relatively I've, close in age. Like how did you never I just I just never got it. It was one of those shows where I just wasn't watching from the beginning, so I never got into it. Okay. Okay, well, was Jillian Anderson at least part of your, you know, growing up? Not really, no. Oh. She uh, she has been, become part of my adulthood. Okay. But she was not a um, recurring element of my adolescence. Okay, sure. Houston Dash, Orlando Pride, Orlando 4, Houston 2. Houston made up two goals in, what, the last ten minutes in stoppage or something? I, I feel like this one deserves the womp womp. Yeah, Orlando, really. Jesus, man. Marta took control. I I mean, this is the Orlando that you're scared of, that I'm scared of. And I'm right. just happy that we've already played Orlando. I think we've already played the Orlando twice. Can you imagine this game against Houston if Alex Morgan is also on their roster? And it's like, I don't think she and Marta need that much time to get compatible either because they've played together before. Yeah, they, they've they played together before and they've been playing. Their seasons have been longer. Like they've, they're, 
they don't require more like runway. I don't know if Alex Morgan will be playing this weekend. Uh, she might be. There might have been a news release about it. I do know she's on the roster now. The Pride had to waive Christina Birkenrode to make room for her. I think they knew that was always a plan, though, when she was coming back from Lyon. So I'm I'm just happy she came back relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carly Lloyd came back too for the Houston Dash. Dude, did you see that press conference or uh, that interview she gave about no. their fitness? Tell me about it. Oh, I saw the quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gave an interview where she basically questioned the Houston Dash's fitness uh, uh, after this game. And I was like, dude, I know you lost, but you've been gone for a while. Um, Carly Lloyd, best team player ever. I feel like that's something when you just come back that you need to address privately with the trainers and players and coach before you go to the media, right? It's That's that's not how Carlos operates. We're back to Carlos. <laughs> Carl. Maybe it's similar to the Ashlyn Harris quote where she was talking about Marta not doing much for her and the team and like trying to motivate them through the press. Who knows? But I mean, Carly said all that. And, you know, to be fair to her, I thought she was pretty active for a lot of that game. She didn't play a full 90. Um, yeah, Carly played uh, 73 minutes before she was subbed out, which it's not like she played a lot in Europe right before she traveled back. But that's a matter for Jill, I guess, and my feelings well, towards her. I mean, the amazing thing about her getting subbed out is when did Houston score goals? <laughs> well, I'm, they, I'm I'm just saying, look at look at the the records. That yeah, they scored in the 89th minute and then in uh, way into stoppage. Right, and Carly got subbed out when 73, I think. Yep. Okay, that's just math. It, math mathematically proven <clears throat> something 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 math um i'm wondering if carly is continuing to have a not entirely um cordial relationship with houston right now and what that might signal for her in the future vis-a-vis team movement well i mean she said it herself she's never picked her team Except for when she moved to when when she went to play for Man City, right? Mm-hmm. Like that was a pretty damning quote. If she had to go to another NWSL team, you think she'd try to go back to Sky Blue, and then Sky Blue would um, have to give up Sam I, Kerr. I don't think they give up Sam Kerr for anything. I think oh Houston... they have to. I want Sam Kerr out of Sky Blue tomorrow. <laughs> Do you want to talk about that now? <sighs> Let's continue the Carlos thing. Because I think Houston would maybe ask for Kelly O'Hara, although I don't think oh, that's the right move. Oh, I would take a trade for Kelly O'Hara, too. I don't think yeah. that's the right Kelly move, O'Hara though. She's, an, she's an older too. player. I guess she could still be a staple franchise player for several more years, at least. I don't necessarily know that she helps Houston all that much. I think they would want to ask for, like, Sarah Killian as one. She's a great option. But if you're taking, like, non- central national teamers you can ask for killian plus another player oh totally i mean was carlos work um depending on how she performs this season okay even bad carlos with was worth at least two and a half nwsl players i mean with the, the carly lloyd name and if she was returning to jersey stomping grounds yeah i think houston would be like hey you got to give up two players for the value you're getting on and off the field 
I just don't know if she has the drawing power to get people to your sack field. I know. I don't. I think if Alex your Morgan. Sack. <laughs> I think if Alex Morgan herself went to Sky Blue, like 2012 Alex Morgan, who was at peak of her powers, um, went to Sky Blue, I don't think she could draw consistent, you know, full house crowds to your sack because it's just so far out. I just. I. I don't know how much longer they're going to have to play there. But there aren't, like, better options is the whole thing. No, not unless they move, like, back to considering merging with maybe Red Bulls or NYCFC. Or paying rent to be in Red Bulls Arena. I mean, they could do what Chicago Red Stars are doing, but the Red Stars are only pulling in, like, 3,000 people a game. I I just don't understand how the Red Stars are at any way profitable. Unless they're being able to use Toyota Park for relatively free. Mm-hmm. Arnim Whistler, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on to talk about we would love Red Star's finances. We would great. love to have you on to talk me off the ledge of like, how how is this working? Mm-hmm. I would love to have any non-MLS affiliated team on to have their GM or owner on to talk about. So break down the spending for us. They're never going to reveal specific money details ever, I don't think, but... That's the dream. Yeah, I mean that's that's our dream, but it's also <laughs> just like we look. I look at this and I go, "This is bonkers." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Toyota Park, and you're getting three thousand people. Bridgeview, Illinois, man, just lack of public transport out there. Beer buses. Everybody hop on the beer bus. I've taken one. I think North Carolina's doing beer buses actually. Yeah, I think I think uh, the Sky Blue is have done a couple of beer uh a couple of buses i don't know if they're beer buses yeah but i think they've done some buses <clears throat> yeah okay are you ready to talk about portland now fine okay portland thorns one sky blue fc three you okay i'm listening i'm just asking you know portland pressed high sky blue made them pay for it with sam kerr just kind of lurking there in the back line twice she took off and just twice quit. she took off and ad french was caught caught in horrible positions she oh, i take issue with the goalkeeper for portland um simply because i don't think she's well-rounded she's really good if if you take a shot at her and she's in goal she's really really good but you make her play in any sort of dynamic way and she just gets exposed. Like she has this this Achilles heel that is her entire like legs. Oh no. Her Achilles heel is her entire legs. Yeah. That is like, a hell of anytime, a quote. anytime you need her to like do anything with her feet or her legs, it uh, it does not end well. Nadine Unger, if you're listening, <laughs> we'd love to have you on the show to talk about goalkeeper training. She's not listening, but I would love to have her on the show. Yeah, I think she'd be a hoot anyway, regardless. She would be. I would I would go, you know what? That's how we get you out here. I'm going to set up an interview with Nadine Unger for like a month out at a bar. And I'm going to get you out here so we can interview her. Okay, if together. you manage to set up an interview with Nadine Unger at a bar, and it's within a time frame where I can realistically get a plane ticket, I'll think about it. All right. Okay. I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work real hard on it. Work, 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 work. Okay. Yeah, this is my second job now. (laughs) 
And we're going to talk all about, go- oh, my God, could you imagine? What if we got day drunk? What if we went to brunch mimosas? We got a little bit day drunk, and then we both went to goalkeeper practice with Nadine. Wow. I would definitely actually come out there for that, assuming nobody took any video of me yeah, day drunk. Yeah, it, it would just be us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Private goalkeeper training with Nadine Anger after mimosas. I, would, I wouldn't bill it as that. I would bill it as, um, uh, like, a jackass episode. <laughs> You know, um, all I saw of Jackass were sometimes clips people would have like on YouTube way back in early YouTube days where some disrespectful white boy would like irritate his parents. And I'd be like, I don't understand how his parents haven't buried him to his neck in the backyard and hosed him with cold water all night. That's like all of Jackass. But my favorite bits were just where they thought that they could do something that people train for. Not realizing, like, oh, shit, there's a reason people train for that. <laughs> like, Nadine Ongar would legit break our wrists. I must break you. She dents cars, man. I could dent a car by landing on it, because I'm well, dense. Yeah, <laughs> by landing on it, but she dents it by kicking a ball at it. Yeah. Great. Now I definitely am looking forward to being punished like that. <laughs> Ah, we're going to need a safe word. We're going to need individual safe words. It's going to have to be in German to make sure that she, like, stops. Oh, my God. It's going to have to be. Like, we're going to, we're going to, do you have insurance? Yeah, I have health insurance. Okay. So just checking to make sure. Like, (laughs) I also have health insurance. Maybe, maybe I can find a park close to a hospital. (laughs) I'll have to look up um, my provider's out-of-state policies though yes you will absolutely have to do that okay i'm gonna have all the waivers for you to sign so our next bit of news that we're gonna discuss it's pretty sad but uh we'd be remiss if we didn't mention this which is uh women's national team head coach tony DeChico passed away uh on monday i believe based on a statement from his son anthony he passed away at home. They imply that, you know, he'd had some health problem. Feel, feels very sudden. He was only 68. But, you know, at least he went surrounded by family. So hopefully at least partially on his own terms. I don't know. It, it just, it was so shocking to see that announced. I, absolutely. It was, it was one of those things that was just like, wait, how old was he? And he was only 68. Yeah. So I guess, you know, illness or whatever, whenever someone says illness, usually I I jump to cancer. Sure. Yeah, but we don't know what it is. And, you know, if the family doesn't want to talk about it, that's totally their right. So I won't speculate. Yeah. Um, It's 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 just one of those it's one of those things where like it just makes you reflect, mm -hmm. you know, and this is such a powerful representative for women's soccer, but also just. He played such a pivotal role in developing not just the national team, but developing like so many young players who are part of the NW Salt today, but were also part of WPS or WUSA. His impact, his, his reach was so wide. You also have to consider he coached uh, the 2008 U20 World Cup winning team. That's a team that had Alex Morgan, I believe, Sydney LaRue. I mean, he, he has influenced women's soccer at the highest level in this country in so many different ways. I mean, 
1999 was the watershed moment for the sport. And then, you know, being involved with the leagues and with the youth system, you look at the players that we have today in some way or another. I believe he was also a technical director for U.S. soccer for a while. So, yeah, you just can't measure the influence that he's had on this game. Like, literally, if you remove Tony DeChico from the timeline, U.S. women's soccer, it wouldn't be recognizable, I don't think. We wouldn't be able to see it as what it is today, you know? It would be so different. I mean, how many it's, people can claim to have an impact like that in their lives? It's far-reaching. His his legacy is commendable. I mean, he he coached in Wusa. He, um, he's always been somebody who has been speculated as, you know, would he make a coaching comeback? I mean, I, I would consider him right up there with Anson. In terms of um, legacy? Just in terms of legacy and number of players that he's had an impact on. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I would agree with that. And, yeah, it's it's just, but mo- much more like in the U.S. soccer world. And I, I, I hope that he's looked at what the NWSL ha- has now and what the women's national team was able to advocate for this this past spring and and. He knows that it's, he has a huge hand in that. Wouldn't that be wild if you could go back to, like, 1995 Tony DeChico and that team and tell them what the team is like today and, like, the what they were able to demand from U.S. soccer because of what they had accomplished, built in part on the backs of what they had done back then? Like, can you imagine how cool that would be? I think they would be psyched. They would, they would lose their shit. Yeah. Well, first of all, I think they'd be losing their shit because it'd be like, holy shit, time travelers. <laughs> right? Or who are these two drunk people who are accosting us when we're just trying to eat our mac and cheese, our microwave mac and cheese, because that's all we can afford because we're women soccer players. Also, I guess I'd be pretty mad if I managed to time travel and that was the only message I delivered instead of being like, I need to warn you about the 2016 presidential election. Like, there is some shit. That you need what to can know. we do though? There's nothing we could do about that. If we go back far enough, I'm sure we could, you know, Machiavelli put some marbles in motion to make dominoes fall or whatever the tortured metaphor is, so that eventually, you know, by the time we get to 2017, like butterfly effect, right? Yeah, somebody would have to be in prison or dead by now. I don't know. That was a tangent. Wow. <laughs> that was a tangent. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Um. I think a lot of people had a lot of respect for Tony DeChico. Here's a story for you. So I said I interviewed Matt Beard a couple days ago about Boston losing. Just as I'm about to leave the house, I see the notification Tony DeChico has passed. And so obviously I have to cover this. It's it's huge news. And it makes me late to get to breakers practice. I'm like sweating like crazy. Just I swear to God, several pounds of water had left my body by then. And Sure. You know, I'm apologizing to Matt Beard. Like, I'm sorry I'm late. I had to write up this article because Tony DeChico has passed away. And he, like, it was like lightning had struck him. Um, he didn't know? No, they, they'd they been in practice when the news dropped. Um, sure. So you told Matt Beard that Tony DeChico passed. Well, he just, like, was, like, poleaxed. And he was like, I can't get my head around that. He just repeated that several times. And then, like, had to turn away and mentally process what I had told him. And so I think that's an example of the figure that Tony DeChico was in women's soccer. Matt Beard, to my knowledge, 
has never worked with Tony DeChico. I mean, they're connected in that DeChico was coach of the Boston Breakers in WPS before him. But as far as I know, they're not, you know, coaching contemporaries or anything. They they haven't faced each other. They haven't worked together, um, except maybe in the most tangential passing way. But because he's such a, a huge figure in the scene, this person who he's never really interacted with, like, has to take a moment, you know? That's how he was regarded by other people in the soccer world. So, the end. It's 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 almost, that's the legacy that anybody should want to leave. Well, I, I hope the legacy I leave when I die is, like, hundreds of beautiful women, like, wailing and crying at my funeral. Hundreds? Thousands. Thousands? Yeah. You got some work to do. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be busy. <laughs> not Not because they're all my exes, dude. Just because, you know, they all wish they could be stop it <laughs> the privilege of being my ex wow the privilege of being the one who couldn't tie you down uh, um, the privilege of having tried yeah no i want them all to be crying because it's so sad that this person who saved the earth from like an asteroid is gone that's why cool you're real realistic uh-huh. about legacy oh yeah absolutely Maybe it doesn't have to be the whole Earth. Maybe I could just save, like, a school bus of kids from going in a volcano. Why would a school bus be going close to a volcano? Uh, that's why it's in danger, dude, because school buses aren't supposed to go by volcanoes. Think, man. Come on. (laughs) Think, man. Think. (laughs) Use your head. Use logic here. I need you to play along with me. Okay. So do you want to preview next week's games and then we can yes. play Samus? Let's preview next week's games so that I have to listen to the... Can you just write them down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can just write them down. <laughs> so that way I don't have to... Keep track. So, yeah. First game, Orlando Pride, Houston Dash. Orlando is at home. Um, hopefully this won't get heat delayed because this is at 3.30 Eastern on a Saturday in Orlando. It might be. What what would they what would it take for the NWSL to heat delay something? Oh, it's in the rules. Um, what really the the new rules? Yeah, the new rules, and the ref has a lot of discretion too. Uh, um, I also concern uh, at this point in time. I have concern about hurricanes. That's very and tropical fair. storms. Very because very fair. we've entered that season where that mm-hmm. shit is happening. Orlando knows how to handle it, so hopefully, if it comes down to it, logistically, infrastructure wise. Everybody will be prepared and safe to... Oh, totally. Yeah. I'm just saying Orlando knows how to handle it. doesn't mean the game's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. You know what? If a hurricane happens and the game's canceled, what, what can you do? It's not like I can get out there and be like, excuse me, can you just wait, like, about mm, 100 minutes until... Let's let's just watch and see the power of Marta and Alex Morgan. <laughs> the combined power combined. is going to make this hurricane veer off course and go back into the Atlantic. That's got to be a comic book. I wish I could draw. All right. Anyway, Orlando Pride, Houston Nash, what are you predicting? Houston. I am going to say that Orlando is just going to roll over Houston again. Um, I'm going to I'm going to go with um uh, 5 to 1. For Orlando? Yep. Whew. Yep, they're at home. They're at home and they they might have Alex Morgan back. And they might have Alex Morgan back. Houston will have Carly back, and maybe she'll be better. Uh, I'll say four to nothing for <laughs> Orlando. You're not any better than me. I yeah. At least you're giving Houston a goal. 
I like that you goff at my score prediction and then you make it four to nothing. Four to one. I'm going to say four to one. What? All right. I got to start locking you in on this shit. I know who's running on the scores this week, so I can say I know, right? Okay, Boston Breakers, North Carolina Courage. Boston's playing at home. Keep in mind, they are out starting goalkeeper Abby Smith, no Rose Lavelle, no Alicia Chapman probably, no Rosie White, and Megan Oyster might not be 100%. Can't wait to hear your score. Two to one for Boston. (laughs) I love it. I love that you're becoming optimistic for your team. Um, I am going to say three to one North Carolina. Okay. But I love that you're becoming optimistic for Boston. You know what? Maybe Sammy Joe Prudum will have a hell of a game. Um, a lot of people. Sammy, Sammy Joe what? Sammy Joe Prudum, our backup oh. goalkeeper. Okay. Yeah. I bet P- she's going to P- start. Who P- what? Prudum. 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 That's how oh, you pronounce her last said name. Oh, I Prudum. No, Prudum. Oh, Prudum. Sammy, that's My bad. Pretty sure that's how it's pronounced. My bad. Um, I think, you know, it would be cool if she had a hell of a game in her debut. So, good luck, Sammy Joe. Okay. Washington Spirit, Portland Thorns, Spirit are at home. What you got? Washington just shot tied Chicago. Um, I'm gonna say this one is gonna be one to one. Ooh, yeah. I think Portland's gonna be mad, and Spirit are gonna be overconfident. So I'm gonna call this two nothing for Portland. Yes. Man, when Sink missed that goal last weekend, she was. Mad, I was mad. She made that goal. I think you know the one I'm talking about, right? Earlier in the first half. Yeah. She's kind of she, on a breakaway. she was just mad. Like she's been kind of off target lately. She's not calibrated right. I don't know what the deal is. She's gotta she's gotta go in and get just a little tweak at the shot. She's gotta go get her tires rotated. Mm, yeah. Seattle FCKC, Seattle's at home. Uh rematch. Ooh, I'll call this two to one for Seattle. I'm going to say 2-1 to one FCKC. Ooh, girl. Okay. Yeah. And then last game of the weekend, it's on Sunday, Chicago versus Sky Blue FC, and Chicago is hosting at Toyota Park. This is going to be 2-2. Uh, two to two. Wow. 2-2. Two to two. That could be a hell of a game. Chicago's mad. Sky Blue's feeling themselves. Kristen Press versus Sam Kerr. 2-2. Two to two. Your ride's here. That is out. My that is blocks away. They're coming for you, man. They're coming to pick they you are. up. Okay, uh, I'm gonna call this one to one. Right. My game's more exciting. It is more exciting. So let's see. You've predicted 19 goals total this weekend. Yeah. Over five I'm all games. about goals. All I really want are goals. And I predicted 15 goals. So those are our score predictions for this weekend. Um, It's going to be kind of compact next week for us, episode-wise, because there are a bunch of midweek games. We'll try and turn that around for you guys, just the way Boston is going to try and turn it around against North Carolina. Wow, way to make that come full circle. (laughs) I'm so nervous. Like, I, like, yeah. You you are optimistic, though. You think Boston's going to win against North Carolina, and I appreciate that. At home. It's our pride night. It would be nice if we won on our pride night. Yeah, it's always nice when you win on your pride night, not when somebody else comes in and kicks your ass on pride night. Sorry, dude. It's a little too soon, huh? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, okay. I'm talking about that time Sam Kerr basically like put you guys in the back seat <clears throat> and said, 
Are I'm... we are, are we done? Because <laughs> my food's getting cold. Okay, we're done. All right.